morning, everyone. It is the 8th of August. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Nao McDonnell. Equity markets were mixed last week with gains in the US and Japan offset by losses in Europe and China. Bond markets pursued the recent improving trend until that is Friday's US jobs data, which we'll come on to shortly. The price of oil took a sharp dip, closing the week at just under $95 a barrel. That followed a very slight production increase from the OPEC Plus group. But talk us through those recent bond market moves, please, now. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, since mid-June, longer maturity US government bonds like 10-year, 20-year, for example, have been rallying strongly as longer-dated interest rates have fallen. Now, why is this happening? Well, the market is beginning to look past the current hiking cycle and believes that the Fed will have to start lowering interest rates to stimulate the economy from a possible, some would say inevitable, recession brought on by their efforts to tackle the inflation problem. So the Fed will likely have to switch from, oh, we have an inflation problem to, oh, now we have a growth problem. I think there's just a couple of points to note. One front end, so interest rates in six months, one year maturity, they are continuing to rise. So bond prices falling as the Fed has hiked by 75 basis points in July and will continue to hike in September and the following months. Two, the yield curve is now inverted and has been for over a month. So two-year interest rates are higher than 10-year interest rates. And this has been a key indicator for predicting a recession, although notably no indication on its timing. So for example, in 2006, the yield curve inverted, but we didn't have a recession until 2008. And then lastly, futures markets are also pricing in that the Fed will have to start cutting interest rates and as early as March next year. Yes, that does seem quite short term. So have we seen what's been dubbed peak fear in terms of the aggressive action from the Fed? We will really need to see clear signs that inflation has peaked and that the rate of inflation is declining before we can say that. July inflation print has a prize to the upside and the ongoing geopolitical tensions are going to make people uneasy about the potential supply chain disruptions. The Fed has had um, more robust jobs data and swap markets are beginning to price in another 75 basis points rise in September as the most likely outcome. The recent rally in risk assets has also given the Fed a bit of a headache. They need financial conditions to tighten, to cool down the economy, to combat the inflation dynamics. But over the last week in July, equity and credit markets have rallied strongly, which is not going to do anything to hammer down a 9% CPI print. No, indeed. And did we get a broader message about recession from June PMI data from around the world? Yes, indeed. So what we've seen recently is PMI data is notably in the Eurozone. They were released last week in the UK, but it is a global dynamic that PMI data is beginning to decline. So they are broadly still in uh, growth territory. So they're above that 50 mark, um, but are declining. Also seeing weaker US services data uh, as well, for example. You mentioned the UK there. We had dire warnings last week from the Bank of England. Yes, not just a recession, but possibly full-blown stagflation. The governor is forecasting inflation could peak at 13%, mainly due to ongoing energy and food prices. But it really is not a rosy picture coming out of the macro landscape in England. But we have also seen negative surprises from other areas of Europe. Yes, uh, German retail sales uh, down 8.8% year on year in June. Germany is technically in a recession. This is all the biggest monthly drop on record. Italian industrial production also fell sharply. So we are seeing, you know, in the Eurozone, quite a softening in the macro data. Well, we are. If we could just briefly look at um, any highlights on the corporate earnings front last week. 
Yes, mixed messages, really. Banks have had quite a challenging period in the earnings season, but Glencore had bumper profits but could signal the peak. BMW warmed on profits for the second half after a strong first half, and Alibaba saw the first drop in revenue since their New York listing. I think on the tech side, though, that has been the most surprising and has driven this recent rally that I mentioned earlier with Amazon beating expectations on earnings, and largely the tech companies are leading the charge in terms of the positive earnings dynamic. Yes, impressive from the tech sector, but the second half, you feel, could well see declining fortunes for a number of other sectors once tighter conditions and inflation begin to bite. Nearer turn, though, what's on your radar for next week now? Well, uh, first and foremost, the CPI numbers are out on Wednesday and they will be the focus of market scrutiny. But we're also paying a close eye on escalation and tensions in the Asia-Pacific region and the knock-on implications that this could have on the investing landscape in the area. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna.